Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you're very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I'm speaking with Sinead Kieran from Coaching by SMK. Sinead is a professional development coach, a trainer, and her motto is life is too short to be unhappy and unfulfilled in your work. I hope you enjoy Sinead's journey from corporate to calm. Hi Sinead, how are you? I am great, how are you? I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. So we'll start by you introducing yourself and just telling me a small bit about coaching by SMK. Okay, do you want me to start the day I was born or like a little bit more recent? Uh, a little bit more recent and then we'll go we'll go back to we'll go back to those days that you were born. Um I suppose yeah, so my name is Sinead Kieran and I am I suppose a career and executive coach, um, hence the, the name coaching by SMK. Um, Tell me about life before coaching by SMK. We know you're a coach, we know you're a professional trainer. What did you do before that? Um, the corporate demons. <laughs> corporate demons. But even before the corporate demons, I am actually a qualified uh, nursery nurse. Stop. Yeah. So I I yeah. Oh, wow. With children from zero to nine years and qualified to work in a school. Wow. Um, qualified to work in hospitals, loads of different things. Um, and I suppose that was what I did after school because I hadn't got a clue what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and... My career guidance was very much like, you know, you can become a nurse, you can become a doctor, you can become an accountant um, or work in a bank or join the civil service. So none of those were really for me. So I fell into what my sister did. Um, so my sister does stuff with um, social services and children. But anyway, I then fell into corporate and my career took off. So how, yeah. How do you go from a nurse? Yeah. I got a job with a company that was launching in Ireland and the company was PayPal. So I was one of the first 25 employees in Ireland for PayPal. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I was customer service because I was just so lost. And I thought, well, one thing I know I can do is talk. Um, And I was like, I'll just get a customer service job and my career will figure itself out. So within about two or three months, there was an opportunity to join the training team. So I joined the training team. Mm-hmm. And then there was an opportunity to start building the site from like 50 to 100, 200, 300, 400, 5, and so on, on and on and on. And then there was an opportunity to go to the Philippines to build out the vendor. And then there was an opportunity to do something else. And then I, there was an opportunity for me to go and get my degree. And then there was an opportunity and then, and then, and then. So I left PayPal, I think seven years later as a manager and I had done... I'd moved over to operations at that stage and I was people managing and I was managing the executive escalations team. And then I joined Siemens. Yeah. And Siemens got bought out um, by a French company. So my division got bought out by a French company and they were very big into continuous improvement and Lean Six Sigma. And our site was, the site in Cork was chosen to be um, part of the transition and part of this Lean Six Sigma project. So I got approached by the head uh, guy who was based out of Paris and um, 
I thought he was going to give out to me because anytime I was working with the team doing the Lean Six Sigma stuff, I was like, yeah, but why are we doing that? But how, I was like, I don't understand. Help me understand why we would go this from this or what's the goal or what are we trying to achieve? Or And uh, he called me in for a meeting one day and I thought I was going to get like a bit of a talking to about, you know, stop asking questions yeah. and kind of go with the process. And um, <laughs> what he actually said was, I love your brain and I love how you think and I love how you question and I love how you solution. He said, I want you to come and work for me. Wow. So then I ended up working um, as part of a Lean Six Sigma continuous improvement team. So I trained then up to Black Belt and I worked on projects in Tenerife, France, Italy, Spain, Wales, Germany. Um, oh, my God. Scandies, the States. And I traveled all around the world for four years, basically doing continuous improvements with accounts like the BBC, Nike. Oh, my God, you name it, really. And did you, were you questioning the Lean Six, just from my own um, knowledge of Lean Six, were you questioning whether it was about the improvement of the company or the improvement of the person? And what was the point of the projects for the Lean Six or what, what, what would you question? It was both. So like, I remember even like doing a project in the BBC and yeah, we were there to question the efficiency of the processes, mm-hmm. and the efficiencies of how the business is running and how we could do more with you know with the same amount without having many more investment and um but it was also about the people yeah do you know what I mean? it was also about the people that work the process and it was always about like how can we improve customer or employee satisfaction you know where is the satisfaction rating now where do we want it to be why is it down there what can we do to improve it so it was a nice way of building a project where everything moved you know yeah. So it wasn't just about, well, let's make everything, you know, slicker and faster and get rid of people. Let's bring them with us. Mm -hmm. By the way, let's try and win a new contract over here because we're so much more efficient now and ahead of the game. And we can just move the people that we have over to this new project. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And were you in all of these fabulous countries that you mentioned? Did you? Yeah, traveled the world for probably about four years doing loads of different things um and then it was time to settle back down yeah have a base at home and i joined semantic and it was so funny i joined semantic because they have a dublin base and i was like i'll have my own team and it'll be in dublin and this will be great and i'll settle down and stop you know bouncing around airports and uh, the job i got was actually customer success manager um supporting the vendors and our vendors were in Italy. No, sorry, our vendors were in Lisbon, <laughs> India, the Philippines, China, and States. So all of a sudden, I'm back on a plane now to go and visit the States and go and visit China. I think I did China like three times in one year. God. And my team was based between China, India, Brazil, and uh, yeah, so it was interesting. Yeah. But I loved it. Yes. Um, so, I yeah. Can't, I can't imagine you doing anything that you didn't love in, in a workplace as well, you know? But, yeah, I loved it. So that kind of, that was kind of how I fell into corporate. And it was so funny, like my career was never mapped. Yes. My career was all about kind of the right place, right time, right conversations um, and the people I met. And I think kind of my network, like even one yeah. of the jobs that I got was because a VP that I'd worked for years ago was looking for someone and he dropped me a note on LinkedIn. So my career, I always say I fell into it, but actually I suppose I networked and I learned and I worked yeah. hard and my reputation kind of preceded me and stuff. So I've had a very successful corporate career. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you became coach. a coach. Yeah. So towards the latter end of my corporate career, once I bought the 
the new pair of shoes at 500 euros and the new <laughs> bag and the new car and the new house and all that kind of stuff and lived the high life and, you know, did all this mad stuff. All of a sudden, I don't know, there was just something inside me. I can never explain what it was. It was just like, this is all great. And I love the people and I love the opportunities and I would never change it for the world. No. And yeah, there were tough days and there were long hours and whatnot. But like, I was always on a buzz and on a high. But there was something inside that was like, this is not what I'm meant to do. I don't know. This is not, something's not right. And um, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't even put words on it. Something wasn't right. And I started getting more, I started to become frustrated. Okay. Um, and I started to feel the stress a bit more. And um, so I just didn't know what to do, where to go or how to fix it or what was even wrong. And I just felt so lost kind of and stuck in my own head. So I started doing things like yoga to kind of manage anxiety mm-hmm. and stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to, I started to actually see a coach um, and it was so funny. I was being coached in as part of work. We were being coached mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't like it. Okay. Um, I didn't like it because I felt that, um, there's a time for coaching. There's a time okay. for mentoring and there's a time for training. And for me, the coaching was where mentoring should have been happening. Do you know okay. what I, mean? I think that. I, I need to understand something. So I was like, actually, do you know something? I'm going to take myself off and do a coaching course because I'd done loads of different things. Like I'd had my Lean Six Sigma stuff. I'd had my business uh, degree and my honours degree. And like I had loads of stuff at this mm-hmm. stage. I was like, maybe I'll do a coaching course and actually find out about this coaching lock. Yeah. And find out how it should actually work because this doesn't feel like a nice process. Okay. Um, and off I went and started my coaching my coaching course and halfway through my coaching course I'll never forget it I was painting the garden fence and I was listening to one of the books that we had to review Mm -hmm. and I was listening to audible and um painting the garden fence and I started bawling and so something within the book really resonated with me and all of a sudden it was like I'm not frustrated with the processes in work I'm not frustrated with not understanding how coaching works. I'm actually frustrated because I'm in a job that I don't want to be in. Okay. And I want to do something else. And I think it was that first realization that actually the frustration is with myself. Okay. So um, I remember I handed in my notice the next Monday. I think that was a Saturday and I handed in my notice on the Monday. That's a quick turnaround. Mm. Yeah. I was like, something's wrong. We need to fix it. So, you know, no, I'm out of here. Well done. And my one of the directors, she said, Sinead, I know the words that are going to come out of your mouth and I want you to take a week off and I want you to come back and see me next Monday and be sure about those words. Isn't that interesting that she knew? Yeah. And she came back. Anyway, I come back the next Monday and I, she's like, are you going? I was like, yeah. Wow. So that was how I handed in my notice. Now I stayed obviously for like three or four months afterwards. Yes. And whatnot. And um I remember then having to to tell my family and my dad because um, my dad would have had his own business and was very successful, very hardworking, you know. Yeah. So I always, so I seen the ins and outs of what a owning your own business, you know, the stresses and strains of that as well. The different to corporate, but there's still stresses and strains. And um, 
I remember thinking, oh, geez, how am I going to say I've just left like a six figure salary with a pension and like all these fabulous benefits. And um, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. And uh, I was like, right. I remember my sister said to me, she's like, you're going to be happy now. And I said, yeah, I will. She's like, do it. Yeah. So they supported me the whole way. And that's when Coaching by SNK was born, I suppose. Wow. That's back 2017 now. That's amazing. And, yeah. Coaching is my full-time gig. Um, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, was obviously, the entrepreneurial journey is probably another story in itself. I mean, it's not the easiest journey, yeah. but I've enjoyed it and I've loved it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into corporate, got out of corporate. And that's where the coaching kind of thing came around because I suppose I knew I wanted to leave, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I knew there was something in coaching and I knew there was something in, I picked out all the things that I'd enjoyed in my corporate career and they were people, Mm -hmm. um, problem solving, training, facilitating. So I was like, how can I take all of them and amalgamate them into a job? And it was like, well, coaching. So that's kind of how it was all born. One thing you said was that there's a time for coaching and there's a time for mentoring. When people come to you, how do you distinguish between the two and how do you let somebody know that they need a coach? Yeah, so people do come and they, you know, they kind of, uh, they they inquire about coaching, you know, so you're obviously going to have like a bit of a discovery conversation to see if it's the right thing, the right fit. And I suppose it's about really meeting where people where meeting people where they're at mm-hmm. so understanding like what is it you're trying to do so like if someone's saying to you well, look I really don't know I need to discover and I want to find what I want to do you're like okay well let's use coaching as a mechanism to facilitate a safe space for you and help you brainstorm where it is you want to be do you know what I mean yeah what it is like so what do you like what do you not like how could that take shape how could that take form and so on. So you use a coaching process and take them through like a grow model. So like, what's your goal? What's the reality? What's your opportunity in your way forward? Right. But if someone is coming to you and they're saying to you, listen, I have a specific situation. Um, so like, for example, I will deal, I work with a lot of directors and kind of executives mm-hmm. and they'll come and they say, look, we have a very specific situation here that I need to handle in a certain way, you know, in your experience, have you ever come across this before? And I'm like, okay, so do you want me to give you my advice and mentor you because I've been there before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me your advice. I want your expertise. And I suppose that's the difference. It's knowing okay. that someone needs to kind of totally discover and find the answer, you know, for themselves or whether you have, they want expertise and they want guidance. And does anybody ever come to you and they're just like, tell me what to do? And you're like, no. <laughs> I always use the phrase that, you know, sure, absolutely, I can tell you what to do. And I'm like, right, I'm telling you now. And I'll pick a random, like, uh, job. And I'll say, right, I want you to go and be this and do this and do this. And you can see their facial expressions kind of change. And they're like, yeah, but that's not what I want to do. And I'm like, well, why would I tell you then what to do? Because what I want to do is my life. And I'm going to go home and live mine. And you're going to go home and you're going to live yours. So this is about finding what it is that you want. And I always say that, it's about taking all of the jigsaw pieces out of your head because they're floating around up there. So let's just take them all out, put them on the table and let's start rearranging them. Which piece do you want? Which piece do you not want? And then let's decide what picture you want. Mm -hmm. And that's where your career will come from. 
Yeah. So like I've had people that I've had a doctor that is now a consultant, like a yeah. consultant in one of the big four. So not in medicine. Wow. Um, a builder is now a psychologist. Um, like I've had serious sort of transitions That's and it's about them understanding what are the elements that they like, what excites and delights them. Um, where are they now? Where do they want to be? And changing your career or transitioning your career is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It takes time, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of clients that I will have will have like portfolio careers. So they'll have like two or three different careers kind of running at the same time. And you'll often find that one is going to be dialed down and one will be dialed up. But there's a process to kind of go through and a timing process. So I think it's different for everybody. Absolutely. Um, tell me about the last 18 months and the move into online from face to face. No problems. Yeah. Was always There was always an element of my business online. Um, because I work with clients in the UK, I work with clients in Australia, I work with clients in the States. So online was always a factor in my business. Um, corporate taught me how to work from home and work remotely and work, mm-hmm. in, you know, X country for X period. So it was never a problem. So for me, COVID did, COVID did change, I suppose. Um, clients, sorry, let me back up. Clients, I was able to move online very quickly. It was, yeah. was a problem. The setup was already kind of there. Mm-hmm. It was about moving the face-to-faces and kind of taking them through. Um, the training and the facilitation work that I do, it obviously stopped um, in person. And then it was just about, okay, how do we move this online? Okay. So for me, I didn't find it hard or challenging. And for me, if anything, it's really confirmed that one of the things that I set up my business for was to allow me to have space and time and do the work that I enjoy and, you know, work four day- I only work about four days a week. Amazing. Um, and do it on, not on my terms. That sounds really harsh, but no. make sure that I have my start time, my stop time, my downtime, my family time, my whatever. And sitting in a car for two hours of the day doesn't make sense. So it's really just confirmed. Yeah. Um, and what about running um, your business over Zoom? Have you any tips on how to do that efficiently? And actually, the, my next question would be, do you switch off? So it's kind of a combination of the two that if you have a business online that you're disconnected from it. And um, so basically, how, how do you run an efficient business online and how do you disconnect for, to protect you? I think to run on tips to run online i think that we're so used to having like say water cooler conversations so conversations that are you know spur of the moment kind of oh jesus linda there you are now you know let's let's have a chat so i think if you are going to have an online business or you are going to manage an online team or you're going to have whatever i think your communication first of all needs to be intentional mm-hmm. that intentional Good morning, Linda. Here's your little Slack message, WhatsApp message, whatever platform you want to use. So I think you need to become intentional. Um, I think the other thing, tip, I would say, embrace it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, you're sitting in the room with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I still have flip charts here. I use them when I'm training, you know, virtually. There's loads of different tools and techniques that you can use. So I would say, Embrace technology and find what suits you and don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. The second tip I would give. Another tip for running a business online. Um, 
one of the two that I think are kind of jumping out at me at the minute. I think it's, you know, they often hear the phrase, it's not who you, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that phrase still kind of stands, but I think someone else gave me another twist to it. And it's like, unless you're online, you don't exist. Right. And it's very true. Do you know yeah. what I mean? People can't yeah. see you. And whether that be, you know, popping up in a meeting or popping up in a, um, a Zoom room or popping up with a Facebook or a, a social media or something. So I think, you know, it's about being seen. Yeah. They're kind of my top three tips. How do I switch off? Um, I have very, so I've been working from home for years. Yes. So for me, I have sort of little rituals. So like I open the door to my workspace at X time. I close the door to my workspace at X time. I turn the telly on to the six o'clock news every evening. I might watch it. Right. But it's a signal to me that the evening is now beginning and that it's now home time. I love that. Um, I'll change my clothes. Do you? Yeah. I'll change my clothes. Yeah. Um, I will. What else will I do? I have um, like kind of if something, an idea comes up um, to me, um, maybe when I'm watching television or doing something like I'll just write it on a post-it note or write it even like on the what the note section on my phone or whatever mm-hmm. like I don't go upstairs to do it okay that can be done tomorrow yeah so I have very clear boundaries I suppose yeah. I have very clear right one evening a week I will do webinars or I'll work with clients mm-hmm. um I have very clear boundaries from a time management point of view but what you're talking about there it's so subtle but it's about your brain knowing that it's done. Yeah. You know, from switching on the news to changing your clothes. That's re- it's a really subtle thing to do, but it really sets a message to you. I love that's that's brilliant. What have you done um to make life easier for you? So as far as delegation in your business, do you outsource anything? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so my strengths are um like i don't know like everything from empathy to efficiency to problem solving to common sense whatever like that's what i'm strong at so i will play to my strengths yes so my common sense will tell me that i am not an expert in x or y um and so one of my areas of sort of weakness i don't know if i said that word but my yeah. areas that I'm i understand yeah is attention to detail it's not me so absolutely i'll outsource do you know what I mean? Um, various elements. And what about the efficient? Do you have any tips for any new businesses, I suppose, to be efficient? Uh, new businesses to be efficient. You, I would say boundaries. Yes. So like, yes, you'll have your to-do list and that's fabulous. And you can put it on Trello. You can use apps. You can use pieces of paper. You can use whatever you want. But you're going to have a to-do list of what needs to be done. And we will naturally go to the warm and fuzzy things that we like to do or that we can do easily. So I think your to-do list, um, a simple technique of writing, like what are the three things that I need to do for my business today that are going to drive revenue or going to drive customer? So by putting even like a dollar sign beside your to-do list Mm -hmm. and you have to do like three dollar signs a day. So yes, you can do your networking or you can do whatever, like, and they're all things that support dollar signs, but there needs to be three things, you know, three clients that you chase up, three pipeline things that you do or whatever. So I think being organized and having a plan and having your goal 
Um, I have my monthly goals on the wall in front of me, so I'm very visual. So I always think it's great to be able to see things. Um, um, those monthly goals are broken down from my annual goals. Mm -hmm. so everything for me is about planning. Um, it's about um, breaking everything down into bite-sized chunks. So yeah. like, yeah, at the start of the year, we want to do everything. We want to get new clients. We want to do X. We want to launch. We want to rebrand. We want to do whatever. But you can't do that in January. Yeah. You can do two things in January, two things in February, and so on and so on. So I break down my year into bite-sized chunks. And I think that's a really valuable thing to do because otherwise you get overwhelmed and you get lost and you get nothing done. Yeah. Um, I think have a coach. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that to sell nope. my services. I have two coaches. Wow. And I use them for different things. So one specializes in one area and one specializes in another. And depending on where I'm at, I'll bounce between the two of them. So I think get support. Um, and like, look, some people are kind of thinking, oh, yeah, that's great, Sinead. Your business is up and running now, like since 2017. And like there's, you know, your clients coming in the door and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't have it at the start. Yeah. So I used other ways to find those supports um, through women's groups or through networks or through friends. Do you know what I mean? Like um, my accountant, he hasn't charged me for three years. Right because I've been coaching him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there's ways oh, and means. Bar bartering nearly. Exactly. Yeah. There's ways to barter, uh, but be clever with your bartering. Um, that's <laughs> how you're clever with your bartering. Or that's, that's it. Yes, that's a good, that's a good um, tip. You can over barter. So don't over barter. Someone has to pay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You, yeah. Talk, you talk about your goals um, broken down from annual to quarterly to monthly. Um, have you any projects in the pipeline um, that you can talk about? If you can't talk about them, you can't talk about them. But... I do have a project in the pipeline. Ooh. And I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> watch this space, people. Watch this space. Watch this space. Uh, yeah, I am going to partner uh, with someone and somebody, some people, and do um, do something. That's, um, can I just say for everybody listening that uh, Sinead's eyes just lit up when uh... <laughs> <laughs> you did look very happy when I asked that question. So I'm I'm really excited to see. Um, you know, I'm actually excited to like I work with people, mm -hmm. but now I get to work with a team again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Work with people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually really, I'm really looking forward to it. I've missed working, I've missed working with a team. I've missed having a team around me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, love it. Love yeah, it. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, tell me something that not a lot of people know about you. Oh God, did I not do that already? I'm trying. <laughs> um, well, actually, here's another one. Another job that I had after the nursery nursing was um, I was a holiday rep for budget travel. Jesus, there you go. Yeah. So I was a holiday director for budget travel because after I finished the nursery nurse and I hadn't clue what to do, I still hadn't clue what to do. And I was waiting kind of for the fall into PayPal and uh, I decided to go traveling and didn't really like the idea of kind of like backpacking around Australia. So I decided to work with a travel company. So I was based in Mallorca for two years. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
um, at Corporate Cam. We're all about taking a risk to create your own happiness. What advice would you give somebody who's about to jump off the cliff of career change and into happiness? With the right information at the right time from the right people, you can make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is if you're thinking about jumping, talk to someone. Yeah. You know, so the right people, at the, obviously the right time is now, and get the right information. And with that, all that, you can then make the decision that's right for you. Because just because I've done it or you've done it or someone else has doesn't, done it doesn't mean it's necessarily how you should do it or, you know, you need to find your own reasons and need to fact find. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the, oh, yeah, it'll never work. Oh, God, I can never leave. Sure, I'm here now and I'm stuck. And I think just go and get some information. Mm-hmm and plan I would say plan your jump I didn't plan my jump and look it worked out fine but I think to be honest with you did I have a kind of a plan in the back of my head I actually did yeah I mean um so yeah I would just say talk to someone you know and I think if it's right for you it'll work out um but you need to do what's right for you not just because someone else has done it so you know think about why it is you want to leave what's wrong like corporate can be an amazing space for some people absolutely so our well the last couple of things every week every episode i have um my either or so our quick fire section so um i have a couple of either ors for you sinead so first of all we're going to go for online or face to face oh depends oh oh depends okay I'm, I'm real kind of like, so this is now because I want more information. I'm like, what do you mean? And where's the context and where are you coming from? So straight away, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, back up here. <laughs> Beer or bubbles? <laughs> Beer or bubbles? Yeah. Uh, bubbles. Training or learning? Oh, I think learning. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Corporate or calm? Oh, see, that's now, I think that that's, that's harsh now because you can have, that's now, like the corporate people out there, you can't have calm in corporate. Um, but like for me, yeah, I think having the, the joy of my own business, some of me, yeah. I love that. The joy of your own business. Trim or Carlingford? Oh, that's tough. I love both. I love going home. So obviously I'm from Carlingford, so I love going home. I love the scenery. Oh my God. Like my mum's conservatory looks out over the sea and the mountains. Like, I mean, Carlingford is beautiful. Carlingford is stunning. But God, I do love my little base and trim. Oh my God, I just walked around the porch fields and around the castle this morning. Uh, coaching or writing? Oh, coaching. I can't write. Um, you, you, you've, you've done a bit over the past uh, few years. Uh, I delegated. Oh, do you? Oh, excellent. There you go. You heard that here. Um, teams are one to one. both I mean like I love team dynamic god I love one-to-ones as well oh I don't know both a podcast or, or reading a book oh podcast I'm dyslexic so I can't oh. yeah I'm dyslexic so that's why um I write I have the ideas in my head mm-hmm. so I record all of my um blogs and I just get someone to write them for me because love I it can't, love I, it I can't I get frustrated I can't write and even reading I struggle with it. So I listen to everything. Oh, I think that's excellent. Uh, sunshine or slopes? Oh, sunshine. Sweet or savoury? Oh, jeez, both sweet. The Boyne, Valerie, the Boyne Valley or the Echo Gate? 
I'm going to go Boy Valley because I'm not sure where Echo Gate is. Oh, okay. It's interesting. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything else I would like to share? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, anything else I'd like to share? Oh, look. Two heads of a rather than one. Like, if this if this helps someone, I think, um, and if informa- information that we're sharing helps someone, I always think that there's little nuggets of information and everything. So, um, anything that I want to share? Yeah, two heads are better than one. So maybe our two heads have helped someone today. Oh, I think there's been plenty of um, tips, um, that's for sure. Where can people find you, Sinead? Uh, so www.coachingbysnk.com and then all my handles are at coachingbysnk. Um, so yeah, so pretty much I do, the work that I do is, yeah, I do a lot of training, I do a lot of workshops. But from a one-to-one coaching perspective, then it's very much career, career transition, high performers, executive kind of stuff. So yeah, if anybody wants to even just reach out and just have like an informal chat, absolutely not a problem. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Calm podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review, or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm.